Welcome to Radio TFS, episode number 148. This is Greg Duncan. And this is Anisha Pandoria. Anisha! Yes. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's all my other hosts abandoned me except you. I know. I'm, I'm dedicated. We can do this, Greg, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need them. Forget it. Now, this is insight for all you guys, everybody listening. Anisha is horribly nervous, so I'm totally going to make fun of her here on the show. Oh, man, I shouldn't have mentioned um, it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, sorry. But uh, as you can already tell, just in those few seconds we've already been talking, she is going to be great as a co-host. And we're, this is not going to be the last time we're going to have her on. We last had her on episode 99. We're at 148. We're going to have to have her on or have you on again soon, Anisha. Yeah, that was... Can't wait a yeah, year. Yeah, that was a long time. Really, really long time. Yeah. Ironically, that was October 9th, 2015. Oh, wow. So it's almost two years to the day. Wow. Okay. Perfect timing then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are not going to wait that long again. <laughs> so uh, listeners, we're going to do something a little bit different. You know, we've been doing the news first and then chatting with our guests. I don't, I don't know if I like that. I, I, I'm, doesn't give us enough time to talk with these people to talk to these people, talk to our guests. And it feels like we're artificially rushed because we want to talk about the news, but it's more important to talk to our guests. So we're going to switch this up. We're going to chat with Anisha first. And you know what? If it goes on all 40 minutes, we're chatting with Anisha and you guys don't get the news. Well, then the news will always be in the show notes. But the Anisha, you are the focus. We're going to talk all about Oh, you. okay. I'm the guinea pig then. <laughs> <laughs> sucker i gave you that out i sent you that email are you sure you want to come on you know it's just me and you. i know i should have read it i should have read it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do me a favor and you should introduce yourself again since it's been two yeah. years since you've been gosh on. man i can't believe it. it was such a long time ago i mean i think the last time i was on i was working on the lm ranger program with willie um, since then, I've moved to a community program manager for uh, for VSTS role. Um, it's I've kind of been in this role for about two years now. Um, it's still, um, you know, it's it's still a new role, um, and I'm still focused on the community and still working on everything related to VSTS, but at a much larger scale. <clears throat> My goal is uh, to raise the awareness of VSTS via uh, several different work streams. Um, and, you know, the having the whole community program manager kind of title is it's a huge umbrella. I mean, what does that really mean? So and a lot of people actually ask me, what do you actually do? I mean, are you an evangelist? <laughs> are you a marketing person? And I'm just like, mm, kind of a bit of both, but more technically, you know, part of the engineering group. It's, you know, I work on several different work streams. Um, and some of the work streams that I drive, and I can I can probably list them here, is um, as you as some of you already know, and Greg, you already know, I'm the ALM MVP product group lead, um, and I'll go into this a little bit more uh, a little bit more um, later in the show. Um, I also drive the VSTS Stack Overflow presence, um, so <clears throat> raising our awareness uh, awareness via the public forum, and you know Stack Overflow is you know the the first place and the most popular place that developers go to to ask a question. And um, a lot of our ALM MVPs are already participating in Stack Overflow, but we really needed to do a lot of cleanup and, um, you know, just give the VSTS tag on Stack Overflow a bit of love from the engineering group. So um, <laughs> that's kind of what I do there. Um, I also drive a lot of the third party event stuff. So 
this is kind of basically ensuring that we have and are targeting the right third party events. Um, so that means we're either attending or presenting or have some kind of booth there. So that's kind of my participation working with the marketing and evangelist groups there. Um, I also want to point out that, you know, just by attending these third party events who, um, you know, on on Microsoft friendly or have any awareness of our tools is huge. It's it's you know, we can begin to whet the appetites on VSTS and what it can actually do. Um, and many of these attendees have no idea that we have tools to help them and, you know, that we actually fall under the DevOps umbrella as well. Uh, they usually see us as, you know, the old school and closed Microsoft, you know, that is so hard to use and we're, you know, we're biased and we don't open up and all of that kind of stuff. But as soon as they see demos and, you know, what we can do, they are they are really astounded. And um, I mean, like I said, I might be biased, but this is what we've already been seeing at, you know, meetups and user groups and third party events and all of that kind of stuff. It, it's feedback that I've been getting directly. So it's great to kind of whet the appetites and, and get them onboarded to us. Um, yeah, did you did you want to add anything to that? No, I was wondering. I mean, we've been talking about that on the show for like forever. So obviously, those people aren't listening to our show. I don't know why they wouldn't listen to a show called Radio TFS if they were doing Java and Jenkins and GitHub. And beyond me, but uh, yeah, we've been talking on the show a lot about how, especially even VSTS, it's almost like a a, a hub. Or a gateway to openness. I mean, there are so many ways that VSTS can be used with so many different solutions and technologies, even yes, competitors. Exactly. exactly. And, and you know, we, we've opened up, um, you know, by we, we've opened it up uh, to uh, people who want to actually create extensions and things like that onto the marketplace. And that's a huge opportunity for us as well. And that's how people are starting to hear about VSTS as well is is by you know, enabling them to do more with our tools and not just giving them a closed product. Um, but it's 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 tough still, and you know we're 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 getting there, but uh, we still have a long way to go. So, how many events like a month, the third party events a month, do you do, or is it like one a month, one a quarter? Gosh, it's I. You know what? I have this huge spreadsheet. <laughs> 2017 um, I've already got 2018 stuff going on there as well but it's it's oh gosh I mean September we had close to about I don't know 10 or 12 events wow. that we were participating in and you know like I mentioned that's a range from us attending or presenting or having a booth there we've just um done what I think five DevOps days events um just in September uh we we were at Raleigh we were at um uh London uh, Martin was there at the booth and stuff. Uh, we just finished Detroit last week. We were also at Boston, uh, also in India as well. So, um, and DevOps Days is, is a huge community event. And, you know, we get a lot of DevOps influencers who actually attend those. And it's it's great just to be there and actually be part of the community there. And, you know, I, I think I think I had someone say, was it was it probably at Detroit or maybe it was Boston that uh, one of the attendees was just so surprised to actually see us there. They they've never seen Microsoft at a community event there. So I think we're, we we are starting to make a kind of a ripple in the huge ocean out there. But it's a start. So it's good. And it's a good start. Yeah. So you mentioned Martin. He, he uh, opted out. And he felt it would be kind of, uh, you know, awkward if, you know, since you work for it. Do you work directly, actually report to Martin or do you report to Willie who reports to Martin or, or how does that work? Yeah. So uh, Martin's great. 
he's actually my boss, so I okay. report to Martin. Um, and Martin is driving the whole community awareness um, uh, within BSTS and how 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 we show up to events and how do we show up on social media and a whole bunch of other things. But obviously, Martin can't do this all by himself. So that's why he has a team behind us, um, behind him. So uh, like I mentioned, a few of the things that I that I drive, uh, we've also got <clears throat> Willie, who, um, uh, as you already know, runs the ALM Ranger program. We've got Ed Thompson, who's based in Cambridge. Uh, his focus is a lot on version control and Git, um, and also, you know, our social platforms like Twitter and so. Um, and then we've got Dave McKinstry, who's just joined us, um, longtime Microsoft FTE from the field, and now he's part of the product group, and he'll be leading a lot of the stuff alongside Willie with uh, field awareness. Um, and we've also got Jessica as well, who joined a couple of weeks ago, who will be doing a lot of work on influencers and how do, how do we get more people on board onto onto our product. So um, Martin's got a huge team now. <clears throat> and it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Dave McKinstry because I know him. He was out here in Southern California giving uh, us TFS, God, what was it? Uh, 2010? Oh, wow. Or maybe earlier. No, it had to be earlier. Like 2008. It was in a past life we were at a local hotel. He gave all this training on it. And I've kept like kind of, you know, web in touch with him ever since then. So that's interesting yeah, that he's yeah. joined the team. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think we've, you know, Martin's really built up a great team here and we're all targeting a whole bunch of different things. So we're attacking the community in different ways. So it's, it's good. Um, and I, I also, I, I, I haven't finished my list yet. So um, <laughs> things that I work on, <laughs> but um, the other thing that I, uh, that I drive is, <clears throat> I work alongside Sam Guggenheimer uh, for the DevOps blog. So you probably noticed and seen the revamp of the DevOps blog. Um, it's looking a lot better. We're continuing to improve and um, to make it better, um, you know, for users to discover content. We're, we're always posting stuff every couple of days now. So it's, it's really, really getting popular there as well. Um, so, yeah, those are the, the few things that I work on. <laughs> So our listeners really want to know, it's not just me, believe me, it's our listeners, really. No, it's them. Uh, what's it like working for Martin? Truthfully, it's he doesn't great. listen. He doesn't listen. Don't worry. Just <laughs> between great. you and I. It's great because he's British. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, we can understand each other. And, you know, yeah, um, Martin is is brilliant. He is, um, I've, I've never worked with Martin before or even reported to him before. So... <clears throat> Um, it's at first it was a bit I, I was going I, I was a bit worried because I've never had a remote manager either because I'm based in Redmond and Martin's based in Belfast so I had no idea how that's going to play out but you know Martin is is brilliant he 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 I don't know when he sleeps um, <laughs> but the whole time zone thing I thought it was going to be an issue but we've we worked that out I'm an early starter as well so our our hours kind of cross with each other during our work hours so it's great and martin is so laid back it's brilliant you can just have a conversation with him and it will just derail but it's it's great <laughs> <laughs> martin i hope oh. you're not listening <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that is, yeah, so Martin, for anybody who's listening to the show. Yeah, they, they, they can see that. So it's not just the show that he does that on. Or, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a good derailing, right? <laughs> it's so with all of those things that you're doing, all those community, I mean, I, the title I gave you is Chief Cat Herder. That, you know, 
dealing with us, dealing with MVPs and all that stuff, the, that the, the opinionated group that the, you know, ALM champs list is, what is that really like? Because okay. again, they're not going to listen, so. This is this is where the truth comes out. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's it's great being you know the ALM MVP PG lead as as what the MVP program call me. That's the kind of official thing. But I'm happy with the chief cat herder thing. <laughs> but um, when I first took on this work stream, I was to be honest, I was a little nervous because you guys are a loud lot. You can be brutally honest, which is great for us as a product. <laughs> but I had no idea what what have I got myself into it was I was like, oh my god it was it was it was scary but um being in the role for for the past kind of two years I've been with Microsoft for seven years so I've worked with several other teams but working with the ALM MVPs has been great because they are just a great bunch of experts you guys know our product inside and out and you are our extended arm to the community to our customers and you have that direct channel to the product group as well um and it's it's great to be honest i mean there's nothing else that i can say i mean <laughs> like i said i was i was scared when i first joined but no i think it's 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 been it's been a great great experience and and i and i love doing it um and as part of being the kind of lead for the ALM MVPs, there there are a couple of things that I drive which aren't which aren't always you know surface to the top. So um, you know ensuring that we continue to keep the strong and rich conversations that we have um, with the uh, you know from from the product group with the ALM MVPs in our very special DL that we have, which oh my gosh, just keeping up with that DL <laughs> is is like a full time job, but it's great. <laughs> the conversations that we have on there are 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 really engaging and it's and it's and it's basically giving us feedback on how we can improve our products continually especially because we ship every three weeks as well so it's 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 really being agile um i also look at you know all the new nominations that come in for the alm track um ensuring that we continue to bring in new and fresh thinking but still maintaining the superstars that we already have um i do the yearly renewals so anyone listening make sure you keep your profiles up to date um <laughs> and also the pgis that we have <clears throat> so the folks that aren't uh mvps pgi stands for product group interactions um and it's basically a one hour call or more with the alm mvps i think we probably have about 150 or 160 alm mvps uh where we share you know new concepts and designs and roadmaps and basically just get feedback on both upcoming and existing features um, and like I mentioned before the MVPs are brutally honest they are our biggest critics uh, but <laughs> you know they are also our best advocates to share ideas with and to get honest feedback and that's what we really want we don't want people beating around the bush and stuff just tell us directly and um, you know not to blow our own whistle here but um, we still remain the most transparent track uh, for uh, in terms of the MVP program because we have these calls every Tuesdays and Thursdays and, you know, we are booked up a month in advance. I mean, October is already booked. I'm already looking at November and it's 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 pretty crazy. And and also, you know, part of my role, I also do the MVP Summit as well, which is a huge thing for us as well. Um, and I've already started the call planning for that, actually. So it's it's already it's already in the works. So do you line up the people for the PGIs or do they come to you? It's, so it's it's a bit of both. Um, the majority of the time is me lining up people because, um, you know, I I already because I'm already part of the engineering group. I already have an insight into what's upcoming. Uh, should we already start getting feedback on this from 
our NDA people, you know, so our MVPs are all under NDA, so we can share stuff that isn't known public yet. Um, so I, you know, as soon as I see things in the works or things like that, I reach out to the to the future PMs or the PMs who own that area and, you know, just find out whether we should have a one hour chat with MVPs. And, and, it, and it doesn't mean that, you know, we show demos and POCs and stuff. It could sometimes just be a discussion, a one hour discussion to see what the MVPs think about XYZ idea. It could just be a PowerPoint deck. And we've had that on the show, or sorry, on the on the PGIs as well. So it's a mixture of things. And then I also get people who reach out to me directly saying, you know, we're working on this, we want to get some feedback. We're doing this study. Can we can we get some feedback from the MVPs? And that's kind of how we line that up. But like I mentioned, um, they are extremely popular with our, within our team. And uh, I also get requests from other teams uh, trying to come in and talk to you guys as well. So it's it's great. It's great. <laughs> I, I think the PGIs and the summit, the sessions at the summit, that's one of the greatest benefits of being an ALM MVP. Yeah, it's that connection with the team. I've I've said this on the show before. the The ALM MVPs, like you say, it, it's hard for me to know that they're so different. And, but when I talk to other MVPs and I ask them about their experience, it is so different than what the ALM MVPs are. Uh, um, yeah, you know, it it really is. I mean, to add to that, I actually have I actually see the stats on how, you know the different tracks that do PGIs and. So far, and it's only what we've just turned, we've just gone into October, we've done close to about 67 PGIs this year, and the year hasn't even ended. Some of the other tracks, I mean, I'm not going to name any track names, but they've only done like two or three. So it really shows the transparency and the close relationship that you know we have with the MVPs and vice versa as well. I mean, it sounds biased coming from me, so <laughs> it's always great to hear the MVPs you know, from yourself, Greg, and other ALM MVPs. Just let us know, you know, if this is, if this is, are we being transparent enough for you? Should we be more transparent? <laughs> I don't know how you could be more transparent. <laughs> that, that would be hard. Uh, one of the other things too that our listeners don't know, unless they're an, an ALM MVP, is that you record all of these and they're all hosted out to a uh, VSTS <laughs> uh, code repository. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I always think is really cool. I, you know, I try to get to them all. Unfortunately, I've got a bunch of stand-ups now running from 9 to 9.45 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So that really jacks up my PGI attendance. But I know that I can go back and view them. Of course, you don't get quote-unquote credit, but that doesn't matter. The ALM MVPs are not people who are doing this for, you know, credit or anything else. They're doing it because, you know, they dig it. Yeah, no, actually, there's a couple of things that I want to point out there that you mentioned so the reason we record these is because we the, the the ALM MVPs are you know scattered across the globe there's only you know a few time zones that we can hit and we can't keep doing PGIs you know one nine in the morning PST time and one <laughs> 4 p.m PST time so we can hit I don't know Australia and and those guys that are um, you know asleep um so one of the benefits of recording is that they can always come back and and just check it out um, it also helps us as well, because I've had other teams uh, within VSTS, you know, say, I missed this call, but I would love to listen into it, uh, not uh, not only for their own learning, but also see what the MVPs are talking about. Um, and I've recently just started doing, um, well, it's been a couple of months, like these high level overviews about 
what's been discussed. So if you can't even get to the recording, you can see some of the notes that were made. And we've had some threads that kind of kick off from that, which kind of go on for for ages. But it's it's great. It's these conversations. Um, and also another thing that you mentioned around MVPs uh, listening to the recording and not getting credit, you can actually get credit. Um, if you reach out to the MVP program themselves and you just say that you listen to this recording, they will give you credit for that as well. Wow. Yeah. Now, I've not seen it happen, but how often have people gone back to like, you know, a year or so ago and say, well, in this recording, you guys promised to deliver feature X and it's a year later. Where is that feature? Not that our MVPs would do something like that. Um, Actually, (laughs) you get a lot of that at the MVP summit. (laughs) You discussed this at last summit. You discussed this at the last year. Where the hell are we are now? So, um, no, we, we a lot of MVPs go back to the recordings. We even go back to the recordings as well. So it's beneficial all way around, uh, whether it's, you know, listening to it a week later or a whole year later. You can actually see the different progress that we've made and and, and just kind of follow on. If, if, if you're new as well, it's also helpful for those new ALM MVPs coming on board because they, they might want to, you know, try and track the progress on certain features that were discussed in current PGIs that they have no background on. So it's perfect for them as well. MVP Summit. Have you actually presented at an MVP Summit, had a whole one of those one hour sessions? Myself? I yeah. haven't, no. And I'm really nervous about doing one. Because <laughs> um, that is the ultimate rite yeah. of passage for any Microsoft. I, I think, think it really is because like I, I, I mean, I've, I keep saying it, but you guys are brutally honest. But that's good, and that's what we need. Um, it. I think last year when I ran it, we did have a couple of new uh, presenters uh, from our side, um, and they were nervous as anything. But you know, at the end of it, they got through it. It's a huge, it's a huge learning opportunity for them as well because it's not the same interaction that you have with customers usually. I mean, it's it's direct feedback, and whether you like it or not, this is what you're gonna get. So. It's it's I think it's a great opportunity for 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 some of the newer PMs to kind of onboard and learn. So it's it's great. It's a win 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 win. Yeah, it, it is. And I, I do have to laugh. Some of those some of I've been to and that's the first time up. And the the MVPs, I know we're kind of painting them in uh, painting us in a in a bad light. It's it's not I wouldn't say necessarily brutally honest, but it's you know uh, courteously right. honest. It, it it's they're not yelling and cussing or anything else, but um, they won't hold back their feelings. But even on first timers, the, it's not necessarily the verbal thing that's going on. It's the background slack thread that is hilarious to watch, you know, just. Yeah. I mean, um, um, you know, people who are listening on the call that don't know what goes on, you know, during the sessions, we've got a Slack channel and a couple of other channels that are open um, just to talk about what, what is going on right now. And it's, 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 there's so much discussion. It's, it's brilliant. Oh, okay. So um, what's coming up for okay. the champs and or MVPs? Um, so there was a um, email that, that was sent out um, a couple of months ago from Brian and also from me around you know, what the new, new ALM MVP, I think in the notes, you called it the guild line or something like that. Um, and I think, <laughs> and I think, actually meant that was a Gregism. That was its guidelines is what it was supposed oh, to okay. be. Yeah. I was wondering, uh, what is a guild line? Maybe it's an American thing. 
Yeah, that was a spell checker game that I lost. <laughs> okay, so guideline. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in that guideline, we 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 basically discussed, you know, how um, well encouraging our ALM MVPs to do more in the community and play a bigger role in evangelizing our products more broadly. So uh, this means improving our awareness and perception of the SCS and TFS via, you know, the incredibly connected MVPs and in communities where we're struggling, for example, the Java community and others. It's, 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 about, it's about reaching those that are saying things like, what's VSTS? Or people that say, Git, do you mean GitHub or GitLab, right? Um, and it's, you know, and it's doing it via multiple channels like Stack Overflow, meetups and user groups, uh, larger third party events, blogging, podcasts, uh, like Radio TFS, <laughs> uh, publications <laughs> and, you know, tons of more opportunities that, that you can, that the MVPs can really tap into. Um, I'll also be, and I mentioned this in the email that I sent out a couple of months ago as well, is that um, I'll also be using this for next year's renewal as well. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And you know what? Uh, I think it's. I think we sent it out maybe in like May or June. I can't quite remember, but it was. It was. It was middle of middle of this year. But as you know, to help the MVPs, I I send out the call for proposals and and you know different CFPs that come up for third party events to kind of help 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 you guys really tap into this market. Um, I mean, we like I mentioned, we still have a lot to do. Um, but the needle is slowly turning, and we're 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 headed in the right direction. Um. I guess what's coming up for the MVPs um, that I can share mm. is, uh, as you already know, I'm heavily focused on MVP Summit. Um, the date's already been announced. And um, for the folks that don't don't already know, it's taking place in Redmond uh, next year from March 4th to the 9th. Um, I'm also uh, trying to drive the diversity in our group as well, um, both with not just increasing women in the ALM MVP track, because, I mean, we don't really have that many right now. I think we've only got about three women, uh, Anna, Anna, and Angela. Um, but it's also ensuring that we don't just have the typical devs in the track. So including other roles uh, from different types of folks like uh, that focus on, say, architecture or who are business analysts or testers. Uh, we've got a couple of testers, but we, 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 need to, we need to broaden that out a bit. And, you know, others that fall in the DevOps cycle. So um, it's really about really about growing that diversity as well as keeping the superstars that we already have. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I don't expect anything major changing with the MVP program itself. I know the program itself has gone through a couple of changes over the last, what, year and a half, maybe two years. Um, but I think um, we've the program itself has settled now. Um, it's been running for, I don't know, God, maybe 15 years, I think, or something like that. Um, so it's been running for a long time. And, and Greg, I think you're, you've been an MVP for quite some time now. No, not really. I've only, this is only my, it's weird when they change it over. It's like my third or fourth. It depends on how oh, you it count yeah, it. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's still pretty good. That's still pretty good. You're still with us. <laughs> good cover. <laughs> good comeback. Good, good recovery. <laughs> Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I had a good question. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, from your side of that, the, the MVP thing, the whole reorganize, not reorganize, but rejiggering of the dates, one renewal date annually, but 12 uh, new invitees, you know, mm -hmm. once a month. How is that working out? Um, so let me tackle the new nominations first. So the new nominations um, <laughs> before they used to be quarterly. 
um and we right. used to get you know i know this sounds really bad but we used to get this excel spreadsheet with a whole bunch of names in there um you know three months worth of new nominations that we have to go through um and it and it takes time it takes a huge amount of time and then there's this whole you know have i got the latest excel spreadsheet and all of this nonsense that goes along with that um but since then the program has um created a new internal tool which we can just go in and vote and all that kind of stuff which is great um but now because it's monthly we don't actually have that much of a backlog to go through in terms of um you know when i look at the alm new nominations that come through um it it helps with the the bandwidth and how much time um we spend on it now which is which is great and also it it also means that we're not waiting every quarter to bring in new people. We can start bringing people in every month. So if someone submitted a new nomination in August and they go through the pipeline and everything, then they could be um, part of the program as quick as as, as September. Um, so, you know, there's, there's not a huge delay from our side. There's not a huge delay on the MVP side. And we can start making change and influence people quicker. So I think I think it's great. In terms of the yearly a renewal cycle that that happens which happens in July uh, but we start doing the process um sometime in May um it's 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 harder uh because we have a huge list of MVPs to go through a whole year's worth um but i think it's it's a great opportunity for the MVPs because the MVPs can have a celebration um and i think the MVP program already has celebrations and um i think they I think they did one in July. I can't remember, but it was at selected uh, areas around the world. Um, but I think I think it works out. It works out a lot better than than having these quarterly things that happen. And you know, the backlog is a lot smaller, um, and the yearly one feels more special. Um, what's what's your opinion on it? Because you've got through one, right? And you've just hit the nail on the head. You know, I was thinking about that when you're talking about that. So the MVP program went from a three month long sprint or kind of almost yeah. a waterfall based thing to a essentially a three week kind of sprint. So you're you're con doing continuous development, continuous deployment um with yeah. the MVP summit. You guys basically, are living DevOps. Wow. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> and as for the annual for me it was a little bit weird since I'm an October 1st yeah. uh awardee, I'm kind of grandfathered right. in uh, it was really weird. I didn't get the email July 1st, so I was sweating it a little bit, but I still got the MVP kit. So it's kind of like, okay, I, I guess I got to award <laughs> oh, it. No. I, I don't know. But I got the kit and I, and I got the little thing to put on my oh, tombstone. Really? So I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we are 30 minutes or so into the show and there is, we do well, want to do some. Sorry. <laughs> Not, well, <you> know. <laughs> no, this worked out great. I love this new format. And we're going to definitely use this for next week and our next show and the show after where we've got some great guests lined up. I shouldn't, you know, leak it, but uh, Jeffrey Optum and Michael Kreef are going to be on uh, the next two shows. Jeffrey on the first, Michael on the second show. Uh, so we've got guests lined up. We're going to use this new format for that. And uh, but let's let's talk a little bit about let's see how many news items we can squeeze in. In the next, uh, you know, seven or eight minutes, because I definitely want to do some feedback. 
got a couple emails I want to talk about. Uh, first off, news items is TFS 2018 RC2 became available. Brian Harry did a great blog post on that with all the installers, uh, um, release notes, he called out some specific features like um, GVFS, which is, you know, the uh, Git extension for very large, humongous repos. <laughs> One of the other things he called out is creating a Git or TFVC <laughs> folder in the web UI. I don't, I've talked about, we talked about this last show about depreciated features, uh, depreciated extensions. And that's going to be yep. one of the extensions that's going to be depreciated. I don't know how many support, internal support uh, emails I get. I'm like, Greg, I'm trying to create, can you give me permission to TFS? Like, what are you trying to do? Well, I want to create a folder in Project X. You've already got permission there. Have you gotten it? Have you mapped that yet and gotten it? No, do that. Then you can create it. Or right. you go to the website and just create it there. Um, a funny story about this RC2. Uh, Gordon Beaming was doing the last show, as you guys all listened and heard. He was talking about TFS 2018 RC2 when he was doing all of his, he was installing it and all the, some of the challenges that he faced on it. And he was kind of concerned about, oh, I've talked about RC2, but it won't be out for a couple of days yet. I hope I don't get in trouble. Uh, but luckily he didn't. And Brian released oh, it like just a couple of days later. <laughs> And we'll have the links in the show notes. You'll want to look at them. You'll definitely want to look at the release notes uh, in the show notes. So, Anisha, do you know or work with Buck Hodges? Um, so he's 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 a great guy, and yes, he's in the team. Um, I do, and he he actually um, did a post on what's brewing in Visual Studio Team Services for the September 2017 edition. Um, and there's a couple of things that. Um, that he mentioned in there. Uh, one of the one was to create a folder in a repo using the web, which you already <laughs> mentioned. <laughs> so you saw my line right there. <laughs> um, but he mentioned a, you know, a, a, a couple of things like forks preview. Um, this is currently enabled through uh, uh, the Git forks on your on 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 everyone's account. Um, the wiki page deep linking as well. I think this is great. It's useful for creating, you know um a a kind of contents or a table of contents so you can reference things uh which is great a couple of other things that he mentioned um you know multi-phase builds as well uh, raising awareness for that and ci builds for bitbucket repositories as well so it's i would definitely go ahead and and check out the post-its there's a lot of stuff in there there's a lot of interesting things on there. It makes me, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm still on TFS 2017 update two in the building. We've got a couple of repos um, out on VSTS. We're doing high fidelity uh, dry runs. And, and God, I just so want to, I don't want to talk bad about TFS, but I, I so want to just live in VSTS. <laughs> and every time I look at all these features and, and the release cadence, just it makes me want to live there more. So we should Yes, yes. <laughs> Greg Bohr released uh, a post talking about a couple of the things that were also new for VSTX analytics. He was, that was, that was my segue to you because, you know, the way we have these weird notes oh, sorry. <laughs> that are, it's kind of like grouped under the Anisha one, but doesn't really have your name on it, but that's okay. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even see that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I can I can follow that on then. Um, okay. So, uh, so so Greg Greg did a um, a a great announcement on the DevOps blog on uh, the burn down and burn up widgets, uh, which are currently available for um, 
VSTS analytics uh, extension. Um, so there's there's two widgets available, the burn down and the burn up widget. Um, let's have a look. And um, the burn down widget, it lets you, um, as you already know, uh, display a burn down across multiple teams and multiple sprints. I think this is great for 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 teams uh, because you know you can you can use it to create release burn down a bug but a, a bug burn down or just just a burn down on pretty much any scope of work over any any time period um so i think that's great and then the other one was the burn up widget um let's have a look at that one i haven't actually played with the burn up widget but um looking at the uh, at it it looks it looks pretty cool uh any feedback from you greg <laughs> i you know unfortunately i uh, uh... I hate to say it, but we're still using version one as our work item tracking. <laughs> so I don't get to play with these widgets. I don't get to play with the new work item editor. I don't get to play with, you know, any of these the analytics. I'm like, you know, it, it kind of makes me sad. But I, I keep hoping that we're going to outgrow version one and we'll go back. Once we move to VSTS and the licensing for version one comes up and people are going to ask, why are we paying X number of thousands of dollars for this? when we've already got the VSTS. And I'll say, you know, you're right. Let's just use that. So, but in the meantime, VSTS just keeps improving, 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 making my business case so much easier. <laughs> so again, we're coming, oh, we're gonna have a much more links in the show notes uh, for the news items. And I think this may be the last, uh, we're gonna do, I'm gonna do one and then you can do one and then we'll do the uh, feedback. How's that sound? Sounds, sounds like fun. All right. Well, I want to give a special call out here to Ben Day. He just announced this this morning. His, he's got a new Pluralsight course, DevOps Skills for Developers with Visual Studio and TFS 2017, uh, meaning that he's targeting me. <laughs> I, I mean, this. I look at the information in this course and it's like, oh my God, he is talking to me and my team. It's all on-prem, obviously. You know, because it's TFS, not VSTS. It's Visual Studio 2017. And he talks about all of these great things, both um, how to use the stuff in the real world, like consolidating your team's source control, uh, planning your work items. Let's say you're going to be doing your work. I mean, planning and tracking the team's work automating the builds. This is the DevOps stuff on it. But how do you create these builds and deployments? And something else that does not get enough uh, love is how you do the SQL Server database deployments in TFS. And he has a number of you know talks on it and then a great number of demos. How do you use SQL Server data tools, doing SQL comparisons, even things like lookup data. How do you do lookup data in SDS? And then how do you deploy one of these packages. And this took us a while to figure out. And it's great that he's doing it here and he's talking about how he's going to use SQL package at EXE, feature flags. Oscar, who is my um, compatriot in crime here, uh, knows how much I talk about feature, fat, fla <laughs> feature flags. Um, and how much we should use them. He goes on for doing ASP.NET deployment in the building, ASP.NET Core, and even newer stuff like containers using TFS build and release, uh, QA testing and automated UI testing with Selenium. How do you integrate that? And that's one thing that I'm going to be watching the course because we talk about this all the time that we want to do it here. So he's already got the course. So if you're interested in any of those things, you got to go take a look at his course. Links will be in the show notes. Uh, so Anisha, 
what are some of the other like cross-platform-ish things that are happening? Um, so Joe Vaughn actually um, does these great monthly posts on new extensions to the VSTS marketplace. Uh, and he recently posted one mm-hmm. about the new chef extension that connects to VSTS with their app and container system called Habitat. Um, I haven't played around with it, but in a nutshell, it adds uh, seven build and release tasks for working with Habitat. Um, and you can use these tasks to build and release your software as a Habitat package that can be deployed anywhere. Um, the other extension that Joe highlights in his post is the Backlog Essentials extension by a company called Agile Extensions. Um, they've got a couple of the most popular extensions in the marketplace, like uh, the popular one called Personas. Um but the the backlog essentials extension is quite a tongue twister. <laughs> um, it 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 takes the built-in <laughs> backlog experience in VSTS to a to a, to another level. It uh, by extending by extending the experience itself. So I think this one's pretty cool because instead of double clicking like a backlog item in the table to view the work item details, you can just turn on the quick edit option in the panel dropdown. Um, and see important information like the description of the work item or repro steps for a bug really quickly, and it and it I and it saves you a bunch of clicks actually. Um, it's it's like a preview but editable. Um, I know I'll definitely be using this one uh, to manage a lot of the work that I'm tracking and working <laughs> on. So it's huge. So it's hugely valuable to me anyway, um, and I'm sure a lot of people there as well. And at the moment, from what I understand. You can currently see things like tags and story points, effort, business value, description and repro steps um, in the in the kind of preview panel that comes up on the side. Um, but I I know that they've got more information um, that they're working on and will be coming up, like displaying and editing the state of a work item, uh, viewing the discussion panel, which is great, and uh, loads more. So um, definitely a good one to take a look at. And these guys, these guys were the ones that the wiki came from the agile extensions is where the original wiki was developed and then purchased from uh these guys do some great work i I love their project vision extension it's so simple but it's great i have that on my dashboard and it's you know uh our three word product vision we do awesome that's our product vision um the uh, coincidentally uh, michael thompson sent me an email about this new extension so he sent it to uh radio tfs and he said you know uh it's still early, but people are digging it. And uh, Michael, thank you for listening. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for the feedback. And you guys um, should go check that out. Now, I've got one last extension that I want to talk about, and it is like the best extension that I think everybody is going to have to want to have. Or, you know, anybody, any real TFS person or VSTS, uh, in this case, it's only VSTS builder is going to want to have this in their tool belt. It's the Chuck Norris build enhancer. Yes, that's right. You can have Chuck Norris in your build process. <laughs> there is actually a Chuck Norris quotes build step that you can put into your builds. And um, when the build is complete, you'll get a random Chuck Norris qu- uh, quote in your build results. <laughs> you know, uh, like Chuck Norris can't test for equality because he has no equal. <laughs> I, I, I love that. And it's open source too. And this is from Solidify Labs. Uh, we'll have a link in the show notes. So uh, feedback, uh, Donko, uh, everybody, I know this has been an ongoing thread for a while with, with Donko and, and, and my pronunciation or mispronunciation, chief name manglers is, is what my title is officially now. <laughs> Uh, uh, but I got it right. So 
Woo! I got one name right. I'm very excited about that. Uh, another thing is we mentioned a Greg Trevelick and his open end extensions. Well, he sent me an email this morning and kind of like correcting us. In a past show, we talked about the marketplace markdown parser change. Well, he wanted to make sure that we all were clear and that you guys are all clear. Um, and it was mentioned in the comments that this change only impacts VSTS extensions. So not Visual Studio IDE extensions, but VSTS extensions. So if you're like Solidify Labs and you create the Chuck Norris build enhancer, uh, you might want to double check the markdown extension because your extension is going to be impacted. But if you're doing a VSTS IDE extension, you guys should be in the clear. Uh, uh, Greg, I, I appreciate it. And... Uh, to put a plug in for myself, I actually highlighted Greg on the coding for the Channel Nine Coding for Fun blog because he created a Visual Studio IDE extension, kind of like the Chuck Norris one. I'm gonna have the links in the show notes. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. I'm gonna tease you, yeah, so you wow. go check that out. This, this is this this uh, is good. Anisha, I think that's a show. Oh, thanks, thanks for. It. I was I was extremely nervous, but and all right. I think we'll great. we'll see what the listeners say. <laughs> <laughs> Well, since we don't really have comments on our website yet, because Martin's still working on, on the site or something, you know, it's really hard for them to comment us, uh, to give us comments, which I guess that works. I think I'd rather have them comment. What do you think? Would you rather have comments and deal with all the spam or make it so that they only have to email you? Well, if I'm presenting, then no comments, but <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I think comments, comments <laughs> is always good. It's always good to see if you're on the right track or not. True. Well, uh, Anisha, thank you for coming on. And if you guys want to leave us a comment, we, it's not really that hard. Just send us an email, radiotfs at outlook.com. It even works if, you know, as much as we want to hate to say it, radiotfs at gmail.com if the Outlook one isn't working. We're on Twitter, at radiotfs. We announce all these shows on there, and I've been uh, tweeting on there quite a bit when I've run into new stuff like uh, Ben's course. I tweeted about that today. We're on Facebook, slash radiotfs, and voicemail. You know, I say this every show, ladies and gentlemen, you can be kind of like Anisha, a, a mini Anisha. <laughs> you can be on the show as a guest host. All you have to do is give this uh, phone number a call and leave us a message. It's one four two five two three three eight three seven nine. Leave us a voicemail and we'll put you on the air. And by the way, that number's on our website, radiotfs.com. So, if, you know, nobody's going to be listening and writing it all down. Just go to radiotfs.com. The number is there. And ladies and gentlemen, I really, again, want to thank you for listening to Radio TFS.